people, to our citizens, to the world, frankly, on our action to address the coronavirus and those that have been uh, hurt badly by it. And I'd like to just ask and uh, caution that the media, we would respectfully ask the media and politicians and everybody else involved not do anything to incite a panic because there's no reason to panic at all. Incite a panic because there's no reason to panic at all. Incite a panic because there's no reason to panic at all. Incite a panic because there's no reason to panic at all. Incite a panic because there's no reason to panic. Excuse me, General, you got a minute? Oh, there you are, Sam. Colonel Briggs has been looking for you. Colonel, take this man in the We're in deep shit, Billy. The virus is aerosolized. What are you talking about? It's going airborne. Colonel, would you excuse us? Certainly, sir. Metaba is only spread through direct human contact. Now, you said that yourself, Sam. I know what I told you, but now I'm telling you we're facing a new strain. It spreads like the flu. Impossible. Fine. Go to the hospital, check it out yourself. Go without a mask, you'll see more clearly. You got 19 dead, you got hundreds more infected, and it's spreading like a brush fire. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them, Billy. We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. We're doing that, Sam. No, we're not doing it because I just drove through 100 people. And if one of them has got it, then 10 of them have got it. And if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, Billy, then we're in deep fucking shit. And we're already in deep fucking shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, welcome, welcome, welcome. How about that? How about that? Mr. Dustin Hoffman. Ooh, a little bit of rage against the machine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Coming in hot. Ooh, episode 28. How about that? Little intro with the coronavirus amongst us. If you didn't recognize that, that was Mr. Dustin Hoffman, Sam, who was bringing the news to uh, Mr. General William Ford, who was played by Morgan Freeman. And that is the moment, ladies and gentlemen, that is the moment um, that he tells him the virus has become airborne. If you didn't get a chance to see it, You've got to go watch it now because it'd be more relevant now than ever before. Um, and the film focuses on an outbreak of a fictional Ebola-like virus, Mutaba. Uh, they originated in Zaire and later in a small town in the United States. It is primarily set in the United States Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The fictional town, Cedar Creek, California, outbreaks plot uh, speculates how far military and civilian agencies might go to contain the spread of a deadly uh, contagious disease. So that film was released. Guys, if you didn't know, March 10th of 1995, it was box office success. Um, Kevin Spacey was in that. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Rene Russo... Patrick Dempsey, uh, Donald Sutherland. I mean, we're talking all-star cast. And I, um, Spacey won two awards for his performance. Uh, and that was based on the real-life outbreak of the Ebola virus, 
Uh, it was really occurring in Zaire um, when the film was released. It was Congo. That Ebola virus, it killed 244 Africans. Um, damn, no joke. Russia um, tried to help. All, all kind, Everybody was trying to help. It just, it's one of those things that you kind of, you get in there, you try to help, but then you realize that um, you're really not helping. You just, you know, you, you, you're, you're spreading this disease and I think that's where we're at right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to scare you. They tell you not to panic. But isn't that usually when you start panicking? Like, I don't know. You, if you watch any of these movies, um, usually that's the point of the movie where um, they're like, hey, listen, don't panic. <laughs> like, Uh-oh. Then it's usually shit's going wrong. And in regards to uh, Outbreak and that, fantastic movie go watch it like i mentioned before go watch it but that was released in 1995 and you know what for that reason we're going to celebrate 1995 today and some of the uh trials and tribulations of that year um i will be honest with you guys it's uh been a crazy week for me uh and i really wanted to you know get behind the mic today i know um time wise show wise uh, I would be honest and be truthful with you and tell you that, geez, I've been, I've, been, I have been, um, I have been somewhere else, uh, rightfully so, and only because um, just struggling with healthcare and uh, a family member. You know, I, I'm a huge advocate of um, of the healthcare industry. I, I, um, I understand the struggles. Uh, you know, it's part of my life. I, you know, I worked in the medical industry. My wife now currently works in the medical industry. Uh, and it is very, it's a very delicate balance when you're dealing with the public and you're dealing with their health. Um, but with that said, you know, we, my, my recent experience this week, um, you know, I, I just put it out there, you know, I, um, I would want you guys to be honest with me. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. We were over at Good Sam. Uh, Good Samaritans Medical Center over in Brockton, Massachusetts, um, and I won't let any you know one of my my private details. But uh, long story short, it was an emergency event that ended up um, turning into an admittance uh, for a couple of days. Uh, and I would love to sit here and tell you that you know it was an amazing experience and that uh, you know we were touched by people who cared and everything went you know the way it should have and. Um, but I, I have to, um, I have to say that that's not the case. Uh, it was absolutely terrible, uh, and miserable, uh, experience in every which way and form. You know, I, I, I never like to, I never like to come on here and use this platform to, uh, bitch about something that, you know what, quite honestly, at the end of the day, I don't know that I have any control over, but in this case, you know, I feel like if I share my, my story with you, that maybe you might consider uh, your your course of action in the event that you might need medical care, uh, and just do yourself a favor and stay away from that place. Uh, you know, it's um, just absolutely terrible. Uh, we were we were brought in, uh, forgotten, uh, you know, questioned, you know, a million times. Um, accommodations were terrible. You know, people mixed in. Uh, you know, two two people to a room, you know, and I understand, you know, you're looking in for the money, but, you know, if, if it made me realize one thing, and like I said, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be as, as um, forthcoming, but yet, you know, um, you know, I, I guess I keep some privacy, especially when I'm speaking about someone else, 
But, um, you know, when you experience something like that, when you already care for a loved one, I think there are a lot of factors in, involved. And I, I don't know that the the current staffing of hospitals, you know, I don't know if there was a couple of years ago, if you guys remember, we really had a shortage of nurses. Like there was a push. Hey, listen, we need nurses. The, the, the industry doesn't have nurses. Let's And the government got involved and they, they gave out a bunch of grants and um, you could go to school for free as long as you were going to go to go nursing and I believe a lot of people took advantage of that. And in and, and saying that, and, and again, I'm not taking anything away from, uh, you know, all the hardworking, intelligent, smart, caring, loving nurses and RNs and nurse practitioners that are out there. But in, in, in my case, in my experience uh, over the last couple of days, um, I'd have to say that that's contrary uh, and say that the, the, the system had a need and it filled it. Uh, maybe people, maybe maybe people made it through that maybe shouldn't have ma- made it through. I think uh, you know if we if we have you know we have expectations of our police officers. So when our police officers go through the police academy, you know obviously uh, who they are as an individual, um, and just you know I I think that they profile, and I think that's important to profile someone, especially when they're in that capacity, um, only because. It, it, you're going to be, you're working with the public and you're not working with the general public who typically are in a great mood, feeling fantastic. It's usually a bad situation. So I think inherently as a human who gets into that, um, that realm or that profession, you expect that you're going to be put in a situation with people that you're going to have to either diffuse, um, or, or, um, um, I don't know, referee. But in this case, uh, when you decide that you get into this this industry and you really don't want to put anything uh, into it, and you just kind of just go through the motions, and you know you push a cart around, and 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 you got a laptop, and you got your cell phone in your hand, and you know you got people that are you know patients, patients, patients that are trying to walk down the hallway, um, you know with an IV, they got the IV cart, they're holding IV cart, and they you know for in this case. You know myself and my loved one, and I'm I'm holding the RV cart for her as I walk her down the hall. And you would think that these people would take, you know, just see us coming and just make the, the you know, the, just a conscious effort to just excuse them, just maybe move over a little bit to let us go by. And that wasn't the case at all. You know, it it, it just it just seemed like just nobody, um, you know, earmuffs kids and nobody gave a fuck. You know, and, that, and it was a what a terrible feeling to go through something like that, already concerned with the loved one and, and the, the, the situation that you're in and have to deal with people that just don't seem like they care. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I know I'm just a small voice and it probably won't go very far as far as the Stuart medical groups. I mean, I don't know that anybody's listening or gives a shit, but I'll tell you what, if, if, if I was Stuart, um, if I was, you know, Good Samaritan Medical Center, I would care. I would really, I would really care about what Bobby Kudo is saying on the Bobby Kudo show because at the end of the day you are delivering a service to people um, and you know what everybody uh, you know I've always I, I've come on here a couple of times and uh, you know Steve I'll absolutely will wholeheartedly agree with you I've had you know again sitting in the hospital a couple of, uh, sitting in the hospital for a couple of nights uh, never being offered any uh, comfort whatsoever obviously so my loved ones in a, in a bed and like I'm sitting in a wooden chair for three nights straight and nobody's offering me a comfortable place to sleep. Um, it, it's kind of, it kind of makes you think that, you know, where did we lose sight of the, 
you know, the, 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 the passion for people that care for each other and that we're going to do whatever we can to help one another. I think we've lost that. And unfortunately, I kind of witnessed that this week and it kind of bummed me out because, you know, I'm always coming on here and delivering the positive message and, um, I have faith in mankind, you know, and, and think that, you know, we're all trying to, to make a better, better, a better place for each other. But my experiences this weekend were absolutely terrible. Uh, and, um, Although, you know, we got the medical care that we needed and we feel pretty confident that, you know, we're on the, the right path to success. Uh, in this case, I will say that it was quite the struggle. And I'm not sure that, um, you know, there were a couple of points that where we were going to ADA, which is, you know, what just just leave, just, just go to another hospital. It was that bad. Uh, so we came that close a couple of times, and but, it, you know, just, just, just short of it. Um, but there were... I will, I will be honest with you. There were a couple of um, young ladies that um, really did seem to care and, you know, maybe went a little little, little further uh, to help us out understanding our struggle. And mind you guys, like, <laughs> my wife's in the medical industry. Like, she actually is involved in that particular company and um, has clout. So if this happened to her, imagine what, what, what would happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, so... Um, you know, but, but real quick, but I just, I was trying to make a point and, and I, and I mentioned it, you know, like, um, I will, like I said, and I will, um, I'm waving the white flag, Steve Silvestri. And I want to let you know that, uh, the idea of social medicine to me, um, if I ever thought that for one second that that might work, um, I, I quickly realized over these last couple of days that that would never work. Uh, the idea of social medicine. So, so listen to all the Bernie Sanders fans out there, uh, that think for one second, um, and I challenge you to reach out to me. Uh, I, I'd appreciate the argument, to be honest with you, that social medicine would somehow work. Uh, in my case, we have insurance. We pay for our insurance. So when I'm at the hospital, I am a paying customer. I am a paying patient. I'm a customer um, who's paying that your services through my insurance company. So in, in, some, in some small way, I, I am paying the, the hospital for the services that I am receiving. I, I believe, you know, given the, the terrible service that we received over the last couple of days that we were there, um, if I weren't, if I wasn't paying for those services, say, for example, Uncle Sam, the government was paying for those services, um, I will use the analogy such as this. You know, if I if I had a, let's just say for six conversation, if I had a Volkswagen in my driveway that I wasn't driving anymore uh, and you had and your kid, you know, your kid needed or you needed a a, a second vehicle. You know, you had a vehicle, and I, and I and I handed you the keys and I said, "Hey, here, take this. It's a, it's it's a, it's not a new car. It's an older car, but you know, it still drives well. Here's the keys. Take it. It's all yours." Bob, Bobby, you don't want the money? No, 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 man. I don't want your money. Take the car. Just no, just knowing that it's going to help you out and it's not sitting in my driveway is good enough for me, right? There you go. Off you go. As opposed, so so so. Let's just say. Um, um, you know, a week later, uh, the transmission blows on the thing, right? So are you going to, are you going to come back to me? Are you going to come back to me and say, Hey, listen, Hey man, the, the transmission blew on that thing. Do you, do you think you could, do you think you could pay to, re- to, to repair it? Do you think you could pay to replace it? You know, I'm, you know what I'm going to say to you? Uh, no, uh, because I gave you the car. You know what I mean? I didn't charge you for the car. Uh, and, and that's really here. The, this is the case. This is the same exact case. If, if I, if you, if I sold you the car, for a thousand dollars, right? Give me a thousand dollars, I'll sell you the car, uh, and then a week later the transmission goes. Well, that kind of I'm obligated, right? Like now I got I got to pay. I got to I got to either either we're going to agree that I'm going to pay to replace replace and repair your um, transmission, or I'm going to give you money back and take the car back, right? Like that's 
that's what's going to happen. But if the money never exchanges hands and I give you the car, you know what? You're kind of stuck with it, right? Like just, just, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it works. And I apply that same logic here in, in the healthcare industry and the idea of social medicine. Had we, you know, we were in the hospital and had this terrible experience. And although that we are going to communicate with the heads of the hospital, I, I can guarantee you that if, if it brings anyone any peace, um, I want you to know that we, I will, um, um, she will reach out to the the hospital uh, directors, presidents, whoever it may be. We're going to put a um, formal email together, and we're going to file. And we're going to yeah, definitely because you know what, uh, you know, for us, you know, abled, you know what I mean. We're both abled, and we both understand the system. I can't even imagine somebody who might be elderly or older and having to go through something like that where they had no help, no assistance or anyone to just like look out for them. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So um, we're going to try to, you know what, if you don't say anything, if you don't do anything, then it's just, it's just going to continue to happen over and over again and nothing is ever going to change. So um, we're, we're going to take our own advice. You know, I'm always telling you guys, speak up, say something. If something's not right, something's not right. So you yeah, just, you got to do it. Um, so wow, what a rant. What a rant. What a week. I will tell you, I didn't sleep for three days this week. I slept in a wooden chair. Uh, thought about the podcast over and over again. I was really on social media, uh, trying to get out the word. Um, you know, and just worked the show a little bit. Um, had a fundraiser that we put together, that I put together for the show this week for the uh, Shriners Children's Hospital. If you guys haven't gone over there, please, I'm going to mention it a couple of times on this podcast. Um, if you haven't had a chance to go over to the Facebook, the Bobby Kudo Show, please go over there and just donate. Um, you know what? I did 10 bucks. Like I, I don't have a lot of money. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and I wasn't going to go on there and put $30 and make anybody put on the spot. Like some, you know, we've had some really fortunate, uh, donations. Um, hats off to you, D Dave Correa, 60 bucks, man. Thank you so much. Um, but you know, Randy, um, Randy Byron, Jacob Allo, um, Celia, Celia Oliveira. Uh, thank you guys. I mean, just some of the people that are donating their hard earned money to, uh, to such a great cause. So if you haven't, gone over there and you're listening to this right now get on your phone and donate like i said even five bucks it doesn't matter you know the goal is two thousand dollars we got a couple of days left i believe it's five days left um you know it'd be it's great for the show it's great for them it's great for us uh just something good do something good something good for people you know what i mean it's shit so much shit bad shit's going around right now and you know people are um you know, if you ever needed a reason to not have a, to not to talk to someone or engage, you know, this whole coronavirus thing, it's just completely out of control. And what do we, what do we do about it? You know, what, where, where do we stand? You know what I mean? You, you hear the president, you hear everybody telling you, don't panic, don't panic. Um, but meanwhile, they just announced it, you know, and I will um, bring it up. You know, I'll bring it up right now. The little segment I, I'd like to, to bring in and it's, that's trending now and trending now is Rhode Island Report's first presumptive positive case of coronavirus. Rhode Island Department of Health announced that on Sunday, a man in his 40s who traveled to um, to Italy has the coronavirus. I mean, guys, listen, I'm in Boston. Um, Rhode Island's our next-door neighbor. So, every, I mean, again, I would expect it. Like, in, you know, they say that Italy is just swamped with it. For some reason, they you know, they were afraid. The Pope there was sick for a minute. They thought he might have had it. Um, people are just freaking out, you know. And I and I guess from what I've read, from what I understand, um, it really is affecting more people that are. I would say they say like people that are ailment, 
Uh, I guess, you know what, if you were to follow the same, I'd say, perimeters um, for like a pneumonia or a flu, you know what I mean? This, you, obviously, younger children would be more susceptible. Um, and then, of course, older people, people that are healthy in between. I think you'd be all right. But nonetheless, you know, this is scary. And you got to think about um, not just you, but your parents. You know, you got, we, got our, we got our older folk in there and um, our elderly. That We got to watch out for them. And, of course, the people taking care of them. I, I was in the hospital for a couple of days. You know what? It, it could have been everywhere. I will tell you that the hospital has done a fantastic job of placing the um, hand sanitizer stuff on the walls. Like every 10, you can't go 10 feet. Every Outside of every room, there's a, a hand sanitizer, which I think is where we need to be. Uh, but, again, it, does it work? I mean, I, you hear so many different things. It works, it doesn't work, it works, it doesn't work. So you just try to, they say try to treat it like you would if it was like a flu or anything else like that. You know what I mean? That's that's what you got to do. You know, and you know what the worst part is? People are trying to buy masks. They want to they do the whole mask thing and I you know, and I don't want to be that guy saying, "Hey, don't buy a mask." But what's the mask going to do for you? You know, honestly, here's a, here's a, here's an idea. Why don't you um why don't you just go ahead and try to minimize, you know, touching people. You know what I mean? Right, like just don't touch anybody. Um, keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands off your face. Don't touch your face. All right, as I touch my face, and um, minimize it. Like just you would do that with the flu, right? If the flu was going around, like treat it the same way. Stay hydrated. You know that's important. Stay hydrated. If you stay hydrated, you know you tend to stay a little more healthy, a little more energized. So continue to drink. And you know what? I, I challenge all of the nutrition. Uh, uh, buffs out there, you know, I, I will challenge you. Like I, they say, drink, you know, whatever, whatever, 20 ounces, if it's 20 ounces of water a day, that's fine. I I agree with that, but you got to have some substance in your water. You just can't drink straight up water. Water has no nutrition whatsoever. And people think, oh, I drink all my water. You know what? You need something in there. There's got to, you got to have, you know, the, the electrolytes, you got to have the sodium. Uh, you need to have those things that are just energizing your body. It's what your body run, runs on. If you're just putting water in, like essentially you're just flushing your body out. And that's fine if you want to flush. But if you want to get nutrients from your water, you know, I tend to use the, um, I like the Mio additive. I, I use it in all my water. And it's, uh, you know, vitamin B plus adds a little bit in the water. So that way the water just has some substance to it other than just liquid that makes you pee, right? And you pee all your nutrients out, right? And then, of course, your vitamins. Stay on your vitamins. This, this You know what? I'm only mentioning this stuff because it's out there. Uh, I work with people from Rhode Island. I'm sure that, you know, in, in if it's in Rhode Island, it's got to be all around us. Uh, and and I come from a culture where, where Portuguese, everybody's kissing everybody. So the idea that it wouldn't spread or one of us wouldn't get it uh, wouldn't be completely out of the ordinary. But I would love to say that I will do whatever I can um, to prevent myself from getting it. You know, I will tell you, the frustrating part of all this for me, uh, and then we'll, we'll shift gears. I don't want to be talking about the coronavirus uh, all episode. Jeebus, you know, we're into episode 28, um, 23 minutes. Um, but I will say I, I, it's a little frustrating for me listening to the media and how they're trying to make this about Trump and the coronavirus and Trump. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. I get the government needs to get involved and the government needs to prepare and there are things the government needs to do. But I will revert to, you know, my message, that, which has never changed, and that is, why do we think the government needs to protect us? Like, why why are we automatically assuming that the government's... Why do you think, or or, or how would you think, um, that the government's going to protect you? For, for, why, because you pay taxes? 
You know, as soon as shit goes bad, you know where these people are going? They're going to go in some bunker. They're going to go into some mountain somewhere, and they're going to disappear. You know, they, they don't owe anything to anybody because they did, if they got the power and they got the money, they're going to go and they're going to do it, right? Only the, right? Only the, 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 the rich and, and uh, uh, connected will survive. So, you know, with that said, you, if you're expecting somebody to come to your house and come save you and rescue you uh, and put you on a bus and take you somewhere and you're going to be safe, that's not going to happen. Uh, if you're really gonna, if you're gonna be serious about this and you're gonna do something about it, it's not gonna be a face mask that's gonna save you. It's your preparation for the economy. Um, I think the greatest risk here is not the virus, but the virus itself. Uh, when I say that, you know, the, the 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 thing to to keep in mind is what we're losing sight of is the way that this is impacting and it th- and it threatens the global um uh impact that it has you know these these experts have been have been warned warning about the economic um um impact uh that this would have i mean and you can consider it that the world you know it it literally runs on itself containers and and just imports and exports um all of these things that are just you know that are constant you know what i mean that that's that's the stuff that 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 needs to continue to happen and when that stops the economy stops, you know, uh, uh, planes that don't take off, you know, when the schools close, um, you know, these, these major events that are canceled, uh, that's very economic impacting, um, the, the greatest risk we're talking like even back to 2008, um, with the financial crisis there. And, uh, um, and that was the only exception to that was, believe it or not, guys, was the black plague in Europe in the 14th century. Um, which, you know, again, and they say that all these recessions, um, according to uh, per- per- Professor Robert Dingwell of the University of Nottingham, um, he says, I think there were reasons uh, to be different uh, uh, at this time. He said, long before the epidemic, the International uh, Monetary Fund warned that global recovery um, would be fragile. You know what I mean? Especially, especially when you're talking about uh, not being able to move uh, commerce around the world. So, you know, really stop and think, you know, if, 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 you, if there are certain supplies that you need, um, you know, they typically say to be safe, you should have about six months of supplies, whether that means you get some of that ready-made food, um, a way of supplying some type of energy generator, uh, but just be prepared for that. Because, you know, if they honestly, if they told you tomorrow, hey, listen, you can't go to work, you know, I, I will mention, you know, for example, uh, paramedics, um, you know, I, I would imagine, um, let's say, ah, gee, uh, firefighters, policemen, these are all people that are going to be required to still re- report to work. Uh, and there are going to be a majority of us who are not essential uh, to the, you know what I mean? So nobody's working, nobody's going to work, everybody's kind of staying home. Meanwhile, you know, how, how are you making money, right? I mean, it, is it unemployment? Does the federal government get involved and say, hey, we're going to kick out some money to them people to just kind of make up for the difference that they're not working? Again, um, I, I, I warn you, do we do we fall on the federal government to to rescue us? You know, it, it, you know Ben Carson, um, who is a renowned neurosurgeon, he is now the United States uh, Secretary of Housing of Urban Development. And... Um, he his 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 quote quite simply um you know 
we've been conditioned, like he, this is his words, quote, um, we've, been, we've been conditioned to think that only politicians can solve our problems. But at some point, uh, maybe we will wake up and recognize that it's the politicians who created the problems in the first place. And in this case, um, you know, don't give people the false sense of security. Don't tell people, you know, listen, don't don't buy masks. You know what? If people want to buy masks, buy masks. Ultimately, it's going to really be about use and how you're going to use those masks. But all, again, it's the contact. It's the if you can stay home, if you can just stay away from people, the hugs, the kisses. That's really what's going to make the difference. You know what I mean? Covering your mouth when you sneeze. Um, the common courtesy. You know what, guys? When I walk in the door, I always grab by the bottom. When I walk into a restroom and I come out of the restroom, I use a paper towel to, to open the handle. I try to be very conscious of that. But that's not to say that, you know, for example, I got a two-year-old granddaughter in the house. You know, she's touching everything and she's bringing it home and she, I, I could be. So you never know. It can come from anywhere. The UPS guy. Who knows? Who knows? You just have to be vigilant. And take care of yourselves and really and know your bodies. You know, if you're sick, you are sick and do something about that. All right. And that's it about the. I don't want to talk about the coronavirus anymore. What I want to want to talk about is the year 1995. Do you guys remember? Huh? Do you remember? It was a little. That's funny. That would be this song, right? Just so you know, that movie, The Outbreak, that was based on the book by uh, Richard Preston. It was the Hot Zone. The virus is airborne. And they did the movie. And this is a little Nelly. In 1995. Yeah. Oh, exhale. Right? A little exhale. Some other news, right? Let's talk about some current news. Other than the coronavirus. WTF with that. How about talking about a little a little bit of politics? I'm not going to talk a whole lot of politics. Um, but I do want to mention that this is trending. I mentioned trending. Um, Tom Steyer and Mr. Peter Paul Montgomery Buttigieg dropped out of the presidential uh, race. So they're out. Kind of kind of narrows it down a little bit. I, I will tell you, I will, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Elizabeth Warren <laughs> dropping out. Not quite sure when that's going to happen. But you know what, guys? It even comes down to a point. I, I would imagine Bloomberg can't be far off. I mean, they mentioned, I believe, he's up to $500 million into this campaign. For him to compete at where he's at right now, to get up on that stage, to be a part of that stage, it's cost him upwards of $500 million. I mean, I know the guy's a billionaire, but, man, when when is enough is enough, right? Like, when do you, when do you realize that you just, geez, man, right? It's crazy crazy so you know what it's mixing it up we all knew it was going to change and now we got a couple more so super tuesday's on its way uh that should be a little more interesting less candidates it gets a little more personal a little more fiery i'd be real curious to see who's going to end up on top i mean uh, biden just won south carolina i mean kind of seeing that coming uh it's a pretty primarily blue state because uh, that guy's a wacko. But I mean, again, what's 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 Sanders doing? What the hell's this? What's he's talking about? What's, all Sanders wants to do is give everything away. Like, and he, he keeps and he keeps associating himself with 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 Fidel Castro. Like, why would you do that? Like, Fidel Castro was a terrible, 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 terrible dictator. You know what I mean? Many people died. I don't understand why would anybody want to associate themselves with that. Like, distance yourself. Don't even talk about that shit. It's a terrible example. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, guys, I just like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, 
I will never, ever, ever consider social medicine. Never, ever, ever happen. It, the government, you want to know something? The gov- If you want to know what social medicine would be like in the United States, it's very, very simple to check it out. Go look at the VA system. Go look at the VA medical system that we provide to our veterans. That is a perfect example of how broken the government is when it comes to managing, well, pretty much anything, but in this case, medical. You know, they cannot, are unable to provide good quality, steady, consistent health care to our veterans who is who we bestow this God-given um, um, right to say, hey, you get Healthcare because you have given the ultimate sacrifice and we can't get that right. We have veterans that are waiting to die. That's what they're doing. They can't get treatment and they're waiting to die. So that is an example of what social medicine would be like in the United States. If anybody wants to find out or if anybody's looking for proof, there you go. Go find it. And I challenge you guys to 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 find otherwise. You show me information otherwise. Then, then I will be a believer. But I am telling you from personal experience, from friends that I have that, have u- that are using this system, the bottom line is that it's absolutely fucking terrible. It is absolutely terrible. So I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I refuse. If anything at all, if at least if I know that I'm paying for it out of my, 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 my pay, that I have some say in what I'm doing. As soon as the government takes it, I no longer have any say, and then I can't complain for the terrible service that I'm getting. So that's where I'm at with that. And I'm not, and I don't keep coming to full circle. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's move on, right? 1995, I mentioned. Um, some crazy stuff in 1995. Um, although... Although there was some good music um, and the cost of living was cool. Um, there was some major events that took place then. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about some cool stuff. How you guys want to talk about, um, you guys want to talk about, um, oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta pay respect to Mr. Keith Sweat. Delicious, Mr. Keith Sweat. Absolutely delicious. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That doesn't get you in the mood. Um. Cost of living in 1995. You want to do a little bit of this? Let's do a little bit of this. A little, little back to normal. You know, last podcast with Gary in, kind of switched it out a little bit. And this podcast is kind of just, you know what? We're just going with the groove, guys. We're just going to go with the groove today. Uh, so let's see. The average home is going to cost you about $113,000. That's, you know, that's, I guess... Relative, uh, I believe that that that's probably going to be some of you guess you're going to probably make around. I'm not even looking about forty thousand. Let's see, uh, average income thirty five thousand nine hundred dollars. Average monthly rent was about five hundred fifty dollars. The price per gallon was at a dollar nine. Uh, the postage stamp went up to thirty two cents. I remember it was at twenty five cents. Thirty two cents. And the average cost of a new car was about fifteen thousand five hundred dollars. Loaf of bread was two bucks. Ground pound, a pound of ground coffee, 
Four dollars and seven cents. <laughs> yeah, a dozen of eggs are gonna cost you eighty-seven cents. So there you go. That's that's what it would cost you to live in nineteen ninety-five. If you could go back to 90, 1995 making what you're making now, what, wow, right? I mean, how great would that be? It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Uh, some other cool stuff. Let's talk about technology. 95, Microsoft, uh, they released, obviously, Windows 95. I actually have, I still have that. <laughs> I still have a copy. I have floppy. I have the Windows 95 version B on, on floppy. I don't even know if that's working, worth anything at all, but um, I do have it. I just kind of nostalgic for me. Uh, JavaScript was the first introduced and deployed. Everybody knows Java, right? Because you got to update every freaking time you reboot your computer. You got to jive. You got to go do the jive. Yeah, right? So. Um, but I think Java, like everybody's getting away from Java. Google's getting away from Java. Windows is getting away from Java. Uh, although it's a it's a cool concept. Um, if anybody knows anything about Java, um, and you know Marcos, shout out to you. Uh, these people that are working with this every day. Um, it really was a, a platform that other uh, like programmers could build um, their software off of. Um, so it kind of was kind of kind of half easy um, in Java and uh, Adobe took that and made a bazillion dollars with it so still a lot out there i wonder when that'll end but i i do i do know that there is an insight for that uh ebay who doesn't use ebay i i think everybody uses ebay i don't think anybody on the planet doesn't use ebay and in this case ebay started the online auction and shopping website where people buy and sell goods uh services worldwide now it is literally um one of the most um, prosperous, right? I mean, you're talking eBay, Amazon. Like, if I shop, I'm sh- that's what I'm shopping. I'm shopping either one of those. I am. I'm shopping either one. I, I compare prices from both. I'm probably letting the cat out of the bag and they're, they can both hear me, but um, to me, it makes the most sense. I, I feel comfortable with the shipping. I think that the the the, um, the review process, the way that eBay uh, revamped their review, review process really saved them. Because there was a lot of people doing a lot of shenanigans there, selling shit that was just garbage. And I think that, you know, now that you have reviews, it kind of makes people accountable and people want, people that want to make money care about the reviews. So it works really well. I, I, I swear by it. I, if I'm buying something, I go by the reviews, I give it a shot. And I really love Amazon because with Amazon, if you don't like it, you just send it back, right? I mean, I don't like it. It didn't work out. I thought it was something. I thought it was something else. Um, and I just, Kohl's, I put it in a box, go there and return it. And it's never, ever a problem. So, um, Amazon's got it right. They really do. I mean, they keep me happy and I keep buying from them because I know that my experience is always going to be, um, is always going to be good. All right. So, uh, other things that are cool, the U S space shuttle Atlantis docked with the Russian Mir space station on June 29th for the first time. How about that? U S and Russia working together out in space. And we've always been. Uh, cutting edge, right? Russia with Russia. You're curious now with the whole Mars missions and with SpaceX, but you don't really hear a lot about Russia, but you know they're in the middle of it. They're doing the same thing we are. I mean, it's just, you know, really global supremacy and being the uh, the best of the best. So you know Vladimir, he's working hard at it. I wonder, just wonder what they're doing over there. Um, the unmanned Galileo spacecraft, it, arri- it arrives at the um, the planet Jupiter. How cool is that? You know, I was watching something the other day brought up Jupiter, and it's amazing because they, they say that you know, the mass of the planet is that, like, you know, a thousand times that of Earth, and you really, you really think about it. As soon as you you break into that atmosphere, it would literally crush It would crush you. I mean, so you just hostile, hostile places. 
but you know what? We're, we're getting further and further. We're learning more and more about our our universe and the planets and our solar system. It's just amazing that we're only limited by how far we can travel. You know, I, unfortunately, the um, the human life, the, the lifespan of a human, unless we can find some way of prolonging that, you know, like cryo, whatever that may be, um, unfortunately, you can only go so far, right? I mean, you only live so long, and um, it's like that space-time continuum, right? You can only go so far um, so long. Yeah. Uh, how about this? DVD optical disc storage media format is announced. 19, you know, that's crazy. 1995, you know, you would think... Um, it's been around a lot longer than that, but you know the DVD that that really was the segue for digital entertainment. That's that's really where it was right there. You could not, um, you know, even Laserdisc. Uh, if anybody remembers Laserdisc, uh, the movie industry tried to do it a little bit, but it was just the data, the way that the data was converted onto these these. They were literally LP record sized uh, discs, and the data they couldn't contain the amount of data that was necessary. Um, for, so you had to flip it halfway through the movie. It was, you know, it, again, one thing leads to another, and without that, there isn't this. But um, digital visual, uh, digital visual, digital video um, um, DVDs, they, disc. They, this was the um, that was the, uh, the 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 foundation of everything. Even MP MP4s, MP3s, um, H.264, whatever format you want to consist or think of, really birthed from that. Huh? How about that? Uh, in southern France, a network of caves are discovered uh, that contained paintings, engravings that were 17,000 to 20,000 years old. Huh? Pretty cool. I'll have to do some research on that. I kind of came across it late. I just I thought it was interesting. And, um, you know, you know me, I'm always trying to talk about uh, some different things. And that was one of them. Um, some other cool stuff, in case you didn't know, uh, 1995 was, was pretty big and... Uh, for this band, uh, this was a big deal. You know, and a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Jerry Garcia. I kind of let the cat out of the bag, I imagine. Um, but the, actually, the band I'm talking about is the Grateful Dead. And these guys, you know, really, um, you want to talk about a generation of just stoners. And uh, these guys were the leaders. <laughs> there was a whole generation of people in a haze uh, following the the Grateful Dead everywhere they went, uh, and up until his death, uh, uh, Jerry Garcia. And it was funny story. I was, uh, he had believe it. He had a golden toilet, and they donated the um, they go they donated the toilet to um, <laughs> to um, the Las Vegas um, uh, Hard Rock Hard Rock, and somebody stole it. They took it. They got his golden toilet. And there you have it. The Grateful Dead. And they broke up in 1995. That was it for them. Right? Good stuff, man, right? 
It puts you in a good mood. I don't care who you are. You got to be in a good mood when you hear that. A whole generation. Eh, fantastic, Jerry Garcia. Rest in peace. What a shame to hear those guys breaking up. But it was what it was. What are you going to do? You just kind of, you know, you kind of went with the flow and uh, the differences were the differences in some of the greatest bands broke up. But, you know, what a legacy, that band. You know, they, they for so many years, so many years, they, um, they did so well. Um, and you know what? With that said, that kind of gets us, you know, maybe that was kind of, you know, that was more like a pop culture thing. Um, you guys want to talk about movies for a little bit? About 1995 movies? I think that would be a great place to go. Um, and I think these are kind of pivotal. And, and, I, and I think irregardless of, of your very age group, you'll, you'll appreciate these. Um, and it, 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 no matter what, Jerry, so good. I love it. I still love it. Um, but how about this? Do you guys remember this movie? Let's talk about this movie real quick. You ready for this? Let's tell me if you can figure this one out. What do you think? You got a friend in me. It's Randy Newman. You got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. And of course I'm talking about Toy Story. It was Disney, Pixar, right? And that was the first one. That's when it first came out. How fantastic was that? It was great. Made ridiculous amounts of money. Started a whole franchise. Um, Tom Hanks. Uh, and just a great, great, great audience of um, fans that grew up with them. I mean, it was huge. It was huge. It was huge. So off, hats off to you, uh, Disney and Pixar. And speaking of Disney, uh, they just had their CEO um, leave. They got it. They're gone. He's he's gone, and uh, they're looking at making some changes. And you know, the company with the whole Disney Plus, they're in the billions. They are literally in the billions, making some really really big money. And um, you know what? Good for them. I think I think that. Um, I think that, that, that they they deserve um, all that success. They've worked very, very hard. And I think that they're putting something together that is just um, uh, great now. Again, with, with Star Wars and uh, and everything else, I think that that's just a great addition to what they already have um, going on there. So good, uh, good hats off to them. Um, and then this one, let's try this one. Guys, you know what I tell you? I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, but I mentioned like when I when you're talking about um, when you're talking about Batman uh, and the series of Batman, I have to be honest with you, the Tim Burton versions of it, but kind of huh. And in this case, this is the one. Let me see. Let me just. I'm gonna. Uh, how about this? Let's do this. Let's. How about I give you a little bit of this, and then we can talk about it. And what we're talking about is Batman Forever. And in this one, it starred Val Kilmer. And he faced Two-Face. The schizophrenic, horribly scared former district attorney, Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face, Tommy Lee Jones. And the Riddler, played by Jim Carrey. 
the disgruntled X-Wing Enterprises inventor seeking revenge against his former employer by unleashing his brain-sucking weapon on Gotham's residents. As the Cape Crusader also deals with tortured memories of his parents, murder, he has a new romance with psychologist Chase Meredith, played by Nicole Kidman. And this was it. It was Val Kilmer. And it was a Tim Burton film. Wasn't my favorite. And I, and I like Val Kilmer. I just don't know. Maybe I just old school kind of guy for me, right? Who knows? Who knows? But that was it. That was a big movie um, in 1995. Some other big ones. Uh, Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks was was huge. Uh, and then Pocahontas came out. That was another Disney movie. Uh, that was the animated uh, Pocahontas. That was They weren't doing the uh, CGI. Because um, that was actually the Toy Story. It was the first one ever done. Um, but Pocahontas came out. And then this one... Uh, <laughs> When I saw this for the first time, I think it was shortly after um, In Living Color. I think this this comedian found his way through there and it got real popular and, you know, kind of spun off a couple of different characters. And this character um, made a ridiculous amount of money. And it was funny and you had to you had to enjoy it. And if you didn't enjoy it, but at least uh, you watched it, at least you've seen it. And I'm not sure you're going to get it from the theme. But of course... I'm referring to Mr. Jim Carrey and the character he plays, Mr. Ace Ventura. When Nature Calls. Right? You remember? It was good stuff, right, guys? Just funny? Yeah. Stupid funny, like stepbrothers funny. It was good. It was. It was good. I'd take it. I mean, although the plots were always, like, kind of ridiculous, but, um, I don't know. It, 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 it seemed okay, I guess. I don't know. What, what, what do you think, right? And then there was this other one, and I always, I've always told you guys that uh, I happen to be um, a James Bond fan. I've always been a James Bond fan. I like the idea of it. Uh, and in this case, we're in the 90s, so we got to be a little lame, right? And you got to... I think in every single um, every single song in the '90s had some type of keyboard or uh, guitar synthesizer in it, and in this case, I, that wasn't uh, the exception for this installment of 007, which was Goldeneye. Uh, and I, I, you know, what it was a Pierce Brosman. I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. Um, when the pow- when a powerful satellite system falls into the hands of Alec Trevan, aka Agent 006, Sean Bean. The former alley turned enemy, only James Bond, <laughs> Pierce Brosman, can save the world from an awesome space weapon that, in one short pulse, could destroy the Earth. As Bond squares off against his former compatriot, he also battles Trevanzian's stunning alley, Exenia on the top, played by Franken Jensen, an assassin who uses pleasure as your ultimate weapon.
There you have it. And that was James Bond Goldeneye. If you didn't get a chance to see it, go check it out. You can watch all the gold. You know what? You can watch them all. They never get old. You know, uh, some other movies that came out in that year were uh, Casper. I thought that was really, really lame. Uh, Jumanji. That was huge with Robin Williams. Uh, that was a big, big movie. Obviously, a couple of spinoffs now with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and um, uh, Kevin Hart, which is doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, good for them uh, to really bring that brand uh, really to the next level, which is fantastic. Um, so, um, you know, you really you can't complain about it. You, 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 you try to enjoy it, and it turns out, you know, you watch Kevin Hart and you watch Dwayne Johnson together, and they're absolutely hilarious. I will tell you that I enjoy it very much so. And anybody I know that you mentioned, dude, the two of them together, um, really, they have a lot of chemistry. And it's just, it's fantastic to see um, that they, they do have that and that um, it works for them, right? They make, they do really well. And what else? Uh, Die Hard with the Vengeance with Bruce, with Bruce Willis uh, was one. And then... And then there was this, and I'm going to play this for you. You know what, guys? It's inspiring, and I can't remember the last time you heard it, so I'm going to play it so that way you can appreciate it uh, the way I appreciate it the first time I heard it. And it really is, you know, obviously if you think about this, it it was about um, William Wallace, uh, if you don't know, uh, who was a medieval Scottish patriot uh, who was in a spurred into a revolt uh, against the English when his love, the love of his wife is slaughtered, leading his army into battle uh, that becomes a war. His advance into England threatens the King Edward's uh, his throne before he is captured and executed, but not before becoming the symbol for the free Scotland. Sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard kills men by the hundred and if he were here he'd consume the english with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse <laughs> i am william wallace and i see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny you've come to fight as free men Free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right against that? No! We will run! And we will live. Aye. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Well, there you have it. They can take our lives, but they can never take our freedoms. Right? 
Now that's how you lead an army into war, right? Unbelievable. And that was Braveheart with Mel, Mel Gibson. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to watch that, guys, you got to go out and watch that. That's just an absolute must watch. Has to be on your resume. Otherwise, you can't uh, you can't talk about movies unless you watch them. The greats. And that's one of the greats. Uh, a little long drawn. Uh, and I will be honest with you. There are some scenes in it that are kind of a little uh, over the top. But nonetheless, the message is clear. You know, tyranny. You know, the idea of the English taking over and them saying there absolutely is no way. Even even outnumbered, uh, they decided they were going to fight and then they were going to fight till the end. So hats off to them, right? There you go for some, some Scottish revolution. Good for the Scots. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, so let's see. So, um, you know, um, I would like to talk about talk about music can we talk about discography right my favorite my favorite segment and speaking of which you know in 1995 there were a couple of great bands out there and of course you know me uh doing my research and getting music together and uh really looking forward to this this part of the segment and i will tell you that i have a surprise today i have a surprise at the end of discography and i'm gonna we're gonna close out really really big i have an artist that um exclusive it's going to be here on the bobby kudo show exclusive and i will uh, tell you who this artist is and i'll share all their information once we get there but before we get there i want to talk about a cool band if you didn't know and you didn't hear was this band supergrass and do you remember this jam tell me you got to tell me if you remember this jam right you got to tell me ready 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 let's see yeah let's see let's see check it out Right? I'll say it. <laughs> I'm playing it. It was okay. Wasn't my favorite. Not bad. What do you think? You know, speaking of 1995, do you guys remember? You, you probably don't, and I'll remind you. And I don't want to shift gears into a dark place, but in 1995, it was the um, the Oklahoma bombing. You guys remember that? The Oklahoma City bombing. That was on April 19th, 8.50 a.m. Timothy McVeigh drove a truck filled with explosives, setting um, two timers to set a bomb off in the park to the rider truck and drop zone situa- situated under the building's daycare center. Um, truly brutal. At 9.02, the truck containing ammonia nitrate fertilizer, um, nitromethane, and diesel fuel mixed, um, detonated in front of the north side in the 9th century of the Alfred P. Murray uh, Federal Building. Hundreds of people uh, were killed or injured. One third of the building was completely destroyed. I remember the, the images of seeing that building. There was really nothing left. Uh, domestic terrorist uh, bomb attack on the Alfred P. Murray Federal Building in downtown Oklahoma City. It was uh, a total of 161 uh, people were killed and it injured more than 680 people. I mean, it's amazing to me that that number wasn't, uh, you know, 10 times that. I mean, the amount of people 
that go in and out of that building on a daily basis. But that was in 95, man. Imagine that. I, when I saw it, I'm like, gee, that was, it didn't seem like it was that long ago. And, um, but sure enough, it, 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 it was, it, 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 that's, it was in 95. Um, so there you go. There you have it. Uh, another cool song that was out, um, at that time. You want to hear this one? How about this one? You remember this one? I bet you can't name this band. I know you know the song. And you know the lyric, you know like the name of the song. But you wouldn't know the band. I didn't know who it was. It was the band Deep Blue Something. <laughs> Pretty good, right? I, you know what? I feel like this stuff was playing in, in my in my car yesterday, right? Right? Good jam. Good jam. Good jam. Moving on. Yes, we have to move on. We can't keep just, you know, we can't. I would love to play them all, but we have to uh, we have to move on. And this next band, one of my favorites, continues to be one of my favorites. They put out great music, uh, a little eccentric, a little out there, but you know what? Nonetheless, I think you're going to enjoy it. And you know what, guys? And I always do this with the music, um, the discography, because I I hope to enlighten your playlist. You know what I mean? I hope that you hear at least one of the songs. And you say to yourself, oh, gee, you know what? I'm, I got to go. Let me go on whatever your platform is and go save it. And you know what? And then you can create a station from it, you know, but it's just it's those songs that really, I think, kind of stood out from the rest. Uh, and in this case, this particular one, um, this one really stood out to a lot of people. You know, what? I remember it because I used to play it often and I know you did as well. course I'm referring to Weezer Weezer, say it ain't so. Feels good inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, love it. Good stuff. Sorry, I apologize. I couldn't help myself. But that was Weezer. Say it ain't so. That was on the radio. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I've never been a huge Smashing Pumpkin fans. I, I, I'll mention them, but I didn't really pick anything out for them. Uh, only because I don't even know. I think they had an album released in 94, kind of bled into 95. Uh, but this next band, this next band, I mean, we opened with this band. And um, they were just so huge. 
uh, a lot going on with the government and they were really dedicated and focused on delivering that that message of um, a political stance. Uh, and, you know, I, I will tell you, the first time I heard them, I'll never forget it, and here we go again, um, with just proof positive of the bookmarks in your life. I remember being at my grandmother's house, God rest her soul, and my cousin Helder was, he had an apartment there, they were living there, and I remember him getting his hockey equipment together. Uh, he was playing for Durfee High, was very good uh, at, a, at a goalkeeper, a goaltender for uh, the hockey team, did fantastic, and he was playing this for the first time, and I've never, never, never heard it. Um, so I'm going to play it here, and I remember, I'll tell you what, man, when I heard it for the first time, I was taken a little bit, a little bit. I was taken back by it, but but it's because it's so powerful, um, and and because it just really, it really delivering. It really is delivering um, a message. And although the message is very raw, uh, very loud, and very in your face, uh, it it was impacting because it was somebody saying something, and it sounded great. And whether you liked it or not, it just it got to you. And it was things like this. Rage Against the Machine. Killing in the name of Killing in the name of And that, I mean, those riffs and those beats You know, they just, they were bringing a new sound It was a new sound, you know what I mean? And although, the, again, I agree, the, the political message was way over the top. Uh, and I, I think ultimately that's what ended up breaking the bend apart. And they ended up creating Audio Slave with Chris Carnell. And um, they, they were still successful even after uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine. But it was just that moment in time um, where it was pretty loud. you know. And, and they were very, it, and even their popularity with the WWF, uh, if you remember D-Generation X, um, that was his brother uh, that was on there. So um, they even wrote the song for um, Degenerate Degeneration X. So there you go. So some of the, my WWE uh, history thrown in there. So, but you have to be a fan. You know what? And if you had a bad day, you do what they told you. Now 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 you do what they told you. You put on some rage, and and if this doesn't help you, nothing will. It's okay to be angry sometimes. And there you have it, Rage Against the Machine, which was fantastic. Uh, and you know, in a band that was still out, and I, it's funny, like 95, you know, you almost think that, you know, these guys came and went, but the band Van Halen, uh, and this next song, and I will tell you that the, 
um, the history of Van Halen and the the many different versions of, of Van Halen. Ultimately, Eddie Van Halen, I don't know if you guys know. If you didn't know, you probably know. If you listen to the show, you're a fan, and you would know that the, the name of the band, Eddie Van Halen, and he was the lead guitarist. Um, and when um, uh, the band kind of shifted gears, David Lee Roth decided he was going to do his own thing. Uh, they were in the hunt for a new singer, and uh, happened so happened so that Sammy Hagar had just released um, an album. I can't drive fifty five, right? So he was so they kind of they liked that. They thought he was a good rocker. They you know big to do. They make announcements, and they make announcement that he is now the lead singer for them. So they put out an album in ninety five uh, called Balance. Um, and I, guys, you know, I, and and we'll go there. We're gonna go there because you know that's what we do here. Um, but ultimately, um, it was, it was, uh, uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I was like crazy about it, but, um, it it was kind of a little, a little hokey and maybe not so, um, like kind of trendy with, you know, especially if you're a fan, um, of Van Halen, um, they, they kind of put, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of, um, poppy. You'd hear it on your, you know, top forty. Of course, coming from a band that was really, um, you know, the, maybe maybe the 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 um, uh, forefathers of like hair rock. You know what I mean? Like if you really want to want to think about it. But you know, they came out with that album, and there was a song that can't stop loving you. Sammy, it was just kind of, uh, and I was gonna play it, and I'm like, well, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. But instead, I said, you know what? Instead of doing that. Um, uh, let's do how about how about how about a little bit of this? How about a little bit of this? Show crow. And my heart goes out to Cheryl. You know, I, I, some would say she's kind of yenta, but when you um, the whole thing with Lance Armstrong, they were they were together when that all happened, and he got busted for the drugging, or the doping, I should say, and cheating, and you know, just what a tragedy when someone with so much success and it, just in a split second, it's all taken away. Um, and you know, I think we all we all kind of we dealt with it, and the way we dealt with it coming out of the '90s, or I should say, into the, like '95, and dealing with that whole situation was with this young lady. And she, um, believe it or not, she um, she actually got her success um, from Nickelodeon. She was they found her on Nickelodeon, 
uh, and um, and from there she she just kind of kept moving forward and she released this album uh, Jagged Little Pill and I will tell you I know you will cause, because I did and I continue to enjoy this uh, to the max. Yeah. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? Does she speak eloquently? And would she have your baby? I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother. Cause the love that she gave every day wasn't able to make it up for you to be open wide. No. Right, who didn't love a little one? Man, it's more sad. Right? We all had somebody. Right? We did. And she let us get it out. Thank you, Alanis Morissette. I don't know if I ever said thank you to her. Thank you. Thank you. You ought to know. <laughs> You ought to know. And if you didn't tell that person, you should tell them. You shouldn't uh, keep that stuff in there. Everybody should know. Uh, some other artists at that time, 95, Madonna, uh, Goth Brooks. You know, I don't want to bore us with the Goth Brooks. I mean, Goth Brooks is Goth Brooks. Uh, had such great success and kind of fizzled out after that album, and that was kind of it. But this other band, even now, they still, you know, the commercials, they got everything going on for them. Uh, but these guys were pretty good. Blues Travelers. Right? This was in 95. It was a good jam. You're driving down the road. Yeah? Are pretty good. And you can just let it play and play and play, especially for those long drives. And that was pretty much it. You know, guys, I told you I had a little surprise for you um, with our discography, discography today. Um, and this gentleman, um, listen, if, if you haven't, if you haven't gotten to follow the show, listen, the Bobby Kudo show on Facebook, the Bobby Kudo show on Instagram, the Bobby Kudo show on Twitter, get on there, go follow, go check it out. There's just so much going on. And in this case, you're not going to hear this anywhere else. Okay. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. This is exclusive. This is exclusive. And I'm going to share this with you because, because I love you all dearly and I want you to, I want you to appreciate um, the beauty of 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 music, uh, and in this case, uh, I want to share uh, something beautiful with you 
that you might not have heard or ever might have heard uh, other than listening to the Bobby Cooter Show. So you need to, after you listen to this, I'm going to tell you where you can go listen and support this individual. But in this case, this week, we are celebrating my choice uh, uh, for the discography, uh, and that is Brother Lou with his rendition of Nat King Cole's Smile. Check this out. fantastic right like you you know brother lou hats off to you a beautiful amazing rendition of that song um you know listen you guys thought it was i was the only one with talent in this family it's true it's not true it's not true at all you know for whatever um for whatever i got in good looks my brother got in in uh vocal ability right (laughs) of course i'm kidding and i support him and everything he does and if you guys have a chance please go over and um go follow lou on facebook he is uh louis kudo on facebook go check it out go listen to him he does those often uh and believe it or not he's actually singing in a stairwell uh at his at his employment where he works you know he's in there early in the morning uh, nobody's around, so he takes advantage of the acoustics of the stairwell. Um, there's actually a couple of cool ones, one with my nephew that sings with him. Um, and I think at some point, I'm hoping uh, maybe I might get an invite and I can go maybe go do some backup vocals for him uh, and we can pick a song or something because I will tell you, it's absolutely fantastic to hear that. Uh, and I tell you, uh, every time he's got one that comes on, it's just absolutely beautiful. And again, uh, that's just a cappella. That is him singing. So, Lou, you, you, my friend, uh, my brother, um, I, I just want to celebrate you, man. Celebrate you in that beautiful, beautiful uh, song. So, um, I hope you don't mind uh, me playing that for everybody. But I'm sure everybody deserves and will appreciate um, that that beautiful uh, music. So here we are, guys. You know. We're a little over an hour into the show, um, and like I mentioned to you earlier, a uh, very trying week, uh, getting through uh, a lot of things, and you know, not that I, not that I ever want to uh, scare anyone or, or or put anyone's perspective or ideas into a space that is negative uh, or not um, self-promoting uh, or self-rewarding. But in this case, I just. Listen, you know, for me, humbling week, and I think we all need to really just step back and think about um, our own personal well-being, uh, well-being for ourselves, well-being for our families, and realizing that, uh, you know, you got a, you got an obligation, you know, whether it to be to yourself, uh, your friends, uh, your family, 
to take care of yourself. You know, realize that, you know, if you don't take care of these things, if you don't um, uh, take ownership of your well-being, then no one no one else is going to do this for you. Like people, uh, nobody's going to knock at your door and be like, hey, we want to, you know, hey, we want to come take care of you. Um, you have to take that upon yourself to realize that um, your care, your your health is is paramount. And if you cannot function and do the things that you need to do on a daily basis, then quite honestly, it's I mean, you're really setting yourself uh, setting yourself up for failure. Um, so really, just you know, mind yourself on that and realize how important that is. Uh, and moving forward. Um, remember, I uh, just want to remind you guys the Shriners uh, fundraiser on Facebook. Uh, you, I, like I said, just go over there real quick, guys. Whatever you can give, ten bucks, five bucks, it doesn't matter. Every little bit really, really helps uh, that great organization and that fundraiser. Real easy to do. The Bobby Kudo Show, um, and uh, don't forget also uh, the Etsy, uh, Etsy shop, uh, the Bobby Kudo Show. Uh, go over there if you guys haven't already. Uh, support the show. Grab yourselves a beanie. Grab yourselves a t-shirt. Uh, and I will tell you, speaking of t-shirts, that um, for the fundraiser, anyone who donates or makes a donation to the Bobby Kudo Show uh, uh, Shriners Children's Hospital um, uh, fundraiser will be entered to win a t-shirt along with a official Bobby Kudo Show mug. And I will ship that out. I'll reach out to you guys Um uh, via email or even through uh, the DM. I'm sure I can get a hold of you guys uh, to get your information once that's all done. I believe there's another five days on this. So don't wait. Go on there. Listen, everybody can see. If you don't donate, everybody knows. And you know you don't want to be that guy that doesn't or, or gal that doesn't donate. So go give a couple of bucks. You know you can. Um, and it really is going to help out a, a, a great, great cause. Um, if you guys, um, just just one quick thing. Um, you know, back to the beginning of the show, kind of going full circle with this is um, the coronavirus and maybe ensure that you take care of yourself and realizing that, uh, again, uh, going back to my, my, my most recent comment of, you know, self-awareness and self-care. You got to take care of you no matter where you are, uh, anywhere in the world, especially if you're traveling, realizing that uh, you're putting yourself at uh, grave risk uh, as you travel um abroad right so just 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 be careful of that i mean i you know with a few <laughs> i don't want to lose any listeners man i want to make sure everybody stays safe and uh, everybody's doing everybody's doing good you know what i mean just we have to continue to manage uh our day-to-day lives and uh understand like you know even if you got a family you gotta look out for everybody right does, does it mean you go buy a mask on amazon for nine thousand dollars or do you just go ahead and maybe get some supplies and maybe some canned food and some water uh, and make sure that you got a couple of things in your house um, that are going to, you know, again, just an event. You never know. Hey, listen, everybody, you got to stay in the house. Don't leave the house. You know, at least you have a little something, something to um, to munch on while uh, while we all wait. You know what I mean? Right? Do you guys, listen, real quick, do you remember this? I remember this. I was at the club. Cutting rug. Partying with my boys. The ladies, polyesters, Algiers, huh? Good stuff, Montel Jordan. This stuff was great, you know. And this is a mix, actually, off of, off of a Slick Rick song from back in the day. If you really want to get into it, um, 
Great music. Listen, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but you know we've got some exciting. The show is taking some exciting leaps forward. You know, I think I believe, and I honestly, um, first of all, let me say thank you to all of my past guests, everyone that I've had on the show. Um, because of you, I, f- I feel confident and comfortable enough to um, you know reach out and maybe ask uh, some other talent to join the show. Uh, and in this case, I have done so, and I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag on this one. But um, uh, Ryan Ariega from, um, 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 Gmo, I mean, let's just say it. He's he's a entrepreneur um, who's been in the industry for quite some time. The guy's resume is absolutely phenomenal. Um, here's a guy who was, you know, in, in, in the middle of all of it. You know, app de- app development, uh, new startups. Um, and he was working in Northern California, and now he's he's built he's built a brand. He's got something great, and now he's working out of Thailand. So, you know, I really want to talk to him about his journey, uh, where he's at now. I mean, he's just got some great information. And like, and if anybody listen, if you guys are, are considering anything um, as far as you know entrepreneurship and new business, you're gonna want to listen to this episode. I'm trying to book him for next episode, which would be episode 29. Um, a couple of things, but in the interim, you can go, go check him out on YouTube and go check him out on Instagram on YouTube. Um, you can just go right ahead, go right ahead and type in his name, um, which is R Y A N A R R I A G A, uh, Ryan, Arig- uh, I'm sorry, Ryan, Arigia, Ariga, Ariga. I can't believe I just butchered his name and I apologize. Aragia, Aragia, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and go check him out. Uh, I'm terrible with last. You know what? It's always been a thing for me, last names. But you know what? It, it adds it adds to the element of what we're talking about. So go give him a check. And again, like I said, it's R A R Y A N A R R A G A on the uh, on YouTube um, and Instagram. So go check it out. Go check out his videos and and, and let me know what you think, uh, because I really believe that you are going to appreciate what he's got to say and the idea that I we could have him on the show and him providing some of his um, um, his um, opinion uh, and experience. I mean, listen, you're not going to want to miss it, and I'll be taking some questions beforehand from you guys um, that you might want to ask him. And I'm just really honestly flattered that he uh, agreed to do the show. Um, so that'd be. Oh, fantastic, right? Like, just we talk about growth in the show and evolution and bringing new talent in. And, um, you know, again, somebody like this who's got just the experience is just absolutely phenomenal that um, he's willing to share that experience with us and um, really promote uh, his YouTube channel. Um, and it's actually, the YouTube channel is um, Startup Ryan. Um, so go check it out. Uh, if you haven't already, and then and then just go check out the videos, listen to them. If you again, if you guys are anybody, you planning on doing anything, and especially in this market, you know we're in a digital market, uh, and Ryan really has a lot of experience in that market. You know he just put out a video about email marketing and what that means to a business. And for me personally, I'm trying to get into that right now with the show, uh, with the brand, marketing the brand, bringing the brand up, and trying to gen- generate a sponsorship for the show. Uh, and again, only bringing people like Ryan on the show um, is, is just going to solidify and um, um, really just make the show relevant. Yeah, I, I, That's what I believe. And I hope you feel the same way, right? I, I hope you do because it, it's important to me, right? Because you're getting your information from here. Um, 
but that's pretty much the show, guys. You know, I, again, I, I apologize for, um, um, you know, maybe just not being a ball of fire this week. But uh, given the circumstances of, um, of current events, I think, um, I'll be honest with you, I'm, the, I'm a little beat from the hospital. I think that, I think the, uh, they took a lot of uh, my will. You know, I, I, you know, you try to keep, obviously, the, the, your, the patient is uh, is paramount and you know if i'm if i'm losing my cool then it's just making the patient you know a little more nervous so um on top of dealing with these things you got to try to put your best foot forward and try to make every negative a positive and that's and i felt i feel almost exhausted from doing that um for a couple of days so you'll have to excuse the uh the monotone uh outlook so uh it is what it is so listen um, a couple of things for you guys to keep in mind, and I, it's a couple some homework, right? Homework for you, um, Shriners, right? Go go donate to the fundraiser to the Bobby Kudo Show fundraiser. Um, you know the goal is two thousand dollars. If we can get there, that would be absolutely amazing. Imagine how much help um, that you would be providing to um, such a ne- these needy families and children. Um, and the other thing is, is go catch up with uh, with Ryan. Go to YouTube. Go to Instagram. Again, Instagram is R Y A N A R R I A J G A. Uh, and on YouTube, uh, just look up um, uh, uh, Ryan uh, uh, Ryan Startup. Uh, Ryan R Y A N A R I A G A. Uh, and and uh, go go listen. Go give him a listen. I'm telling you, it's it's gonna blow your mind. The guy is just on top of the world. Um, he's married. He's got his. I mean, he's got his shit together. And if you're looking or considering uh, anything, any any, if you're going to again, if you want to do something on your own, a business of your own, or you want to start up something uh, in this digital platform, he is definitely going to be the the gateway for that. And I cannot wait to have him on the show. Um, so make sure that if you have some questions, go go do the research. Go watch him on YouTube, on Instagram, and then come back and hit me up. And, um, and and with some questions, because when I have him on the show, I mean, I got a bunch of questions that I'm going to ask him. I can't wait um, to ask him. Um, but it's going to be cool, man, right? All right, Ryan. I'm so excited. I, you know, again, I hope I hope um, I didn't let the cat out of the bag with that one, but I just I was so excited that I wanted to share that with the fans. Um, and also remember, guys, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, show your support for the show. Go over to Apple. Uh, remember the reviews and the comments mean the world to me. Uh, without those, the show really doesn't uh, have the legitimacy that it requires in order to even, you know, even to consider uh, for us having a sponsorship moving forward, which is um, something that I'm working very hard for at this point. So who knows? Uh, maybe the right person, the right company, uh, the right po- the right partnership. Um, you know, we fit in the right place. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I um. I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to deliver this amazing message. And I thought today was was a little more uh, on the uh, PSA end of of the show. Uh, you know, really opening the show with uh, with the Donald Trump kind of excerpt. And I will tell you guys, you know, I don't want to take any credit or pat myself on the back, but that was my first time editing um, an intro. Um, I edited the the Donald Trump and even uh, and then bringing in the. Um, the, the excerpt from Outbreak and, of course, being led in with uh, Rage Against the Machine. I kind of put that all together, uh, edited it, and cut it for the show specifically. So I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, as the more I do this, the more I learn, the more I learn the program, the more it makes sense to me. I'm able to do these kind of these cool things uh, to bring a little more, um, I don't know, more depth uh, to the show, you know, more, more interactive, more... 
yeah, interesting, more um, more sounds, right? More sounds. Uh, that, that I guess that would be it. So be on the lookout, guys. Um, um, I hope. Listen, I say Sunday, but you know Ryan might come back to me and say he wants to record this week. And if that's the case, I will record whenever he wants. I know that Thailand is exactly 12 hours ahead uh, of us. So whatever it may be, um, I'm willing to work that out with him. And we can, um, I would love to just get a great uh, podcast uh, recording together with him uh, and share that with you. It just, goodness, to be at this point, guys, 28 episodes in, uh, and this is what we're talking about. I can't imagine 29, 30, and who's um, more to come. You know, I would, listen. Really, just this quick between us. I don't want to repeat too much. I'm thinking guys like Dave Perowitz. I'd love to reach out to Dave Perowitz. Uh, Paul Tuttle Jr. Was thinking about him, maybe getting him on the show. Um, so these are just some of the names. And if you guys have some suggestions and uh, some people that you'd like to have on the show, tell me about it. Hit me up, the Bobby Kudo Show at gmail.com, Instagram, the Bobby Kudo Show, Twitter, the Bob, uh, 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 at Bobby Kudo. Uh, and uh, of course, Facebook, get on there. Easy to find the show. Leave me, drop me a message. Let me know what you think. Uh, I always want to bring you what you want, you know, and if we can get some of these guests and some of these people into the, into the studio, how great would that be? And even now I have, now I have the ability to stream somebody in, uh, so they could be anywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. Uh, I'm just looking at maybe some locals. Uh, and in this case, if I had Ryan on, um, (laughs) how cool would that be? It would be, my guest would be from Thailand, right? I mean, how cool is that? I mean, the guy's living the life. Beautiful. I, I follow him and I, uh, I'm i always, um, always, it was just always makes me happy to see his success because I watched him do it from the ground up, man. He built, he built this, um, this empire from, from nothing and he is so successful and you can see how happy he is and healthy he is. Um, and there is always time in the day to get it done and he's got it right. So I hope that he can inspire us, inspire all of us to do the same thing and maybe get out of the same old rut of what we're doing every day. Uh, so, so, so be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for that. Um, other things going on, uh, that you might want to know about, uh, let me see. Um, if you haven't heard, um, then, uh, I'm going to be the first to tell you. Um, I don't believe that, um, Major League Baseball is going to get out of this whole, um, I'm kind of shifting gears here a little bit. I, I don't believe that Major League Baseball is going to do well um, with this whole cheating scandal thing. Uh, if you guys have caught a little bit of like Sports Center, uh, you had the fans over at the Houston Astros, you know, screaming into the dugout, hey, you're going to give the ring back, you're going to give the trophy back. Uh, and then the response was, oh, you're still buying tickets to come, to, you're still paying to come watch. Um, so I don't know that that was the right response. I just I don't even know where it's going to go and uh, how this is going to affect Major League Baseball. But you know, there's still a lot of people out there that are very loyal to the sport um, and love baseball. So uh, me personally, I kind of I'm just going to take the season off away from baseball. Uh, I'm going to do a little more fishing. You know, I mentioned to Jay Archambault. We were, we were kind of talking back and forth uh, on um, on uh, Facebook. Who was he was also a donator. Uh, for the Shriners uh, fundraiser. And we were talking about freshwater fishing. Turns out he's got a nice sized bass boat. And uh, we're going to make plans. We're going to go fishing. So um, I don't have time for baseball. I'm going to be fishing. So there you go. There you have it. Um, so you heard it here first, right? So I, again, I don't even know. I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, I think the XFL is done. Uh, if anybody's watching the XFL, I don't know anybody who is. Um, I tried watching it again and it's just absolutely terrible. Can't, I, can't, I just can't do it. So 
Um, I've given up on the XFL and I will be waiting for um, I will be waiting for the NFL to return. And if anybody's keeping track, ladies and gentlemen, today is March 1st, uh, which means that um, officially Tom Brady is a free agent. So uh, please join me and every fan uh, in the um, New England region uh, as we as we hope and pray that he will consider staying in New England and playing for the Patriots for a couple more seasons. Uh, you know, granted, we always want to win, but, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy watching him play. I love watching the energy he brings to the field. I believe that Tom Brady really is um, an amazing example, uh, an exemplary human being, and represents himself in a manner that uh, should be uh, admired by everyone, uh, regardless whether you're an athlete or not. Uh, and for me, in my life, my family knows how much uh, and how, how great a fan I am of him uh, and his uh, endeavors. So hats off to you, Mr. Tom Brady, TB12. I hope to God you sign with the New England Patriots. I can't imagine Bob Kraft letting him go. But then again, you know, the great Bill Belichick. I've learned over the years that um, he is brilliant and a mastermind. And questioning his um, his thought process is probably not a good idea. The guy's got foresight like no other. But at what cost? You know, at what cost? I Again, would it be any different if we had Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know. I just, I love having Tom Brady around, and I'm just not ready to let go. And I think that's a, <laughs> you know what I think this is, everybody? And, and everybody, everybody in New England, I believe we are all having our midlife crisis. I all, we, I, I believe that we all, uh, none of us want to let go of Tom Brady. And I think that once we realize that we have to let go of him, that, that whole um, generation um, and time of, of just amazing football is over. Um, and I hate to remind anyone, but that's been it's been 20 years. So um, it is what it is. All great things must come to an end. You know, all, when one door closes, another one opens. So he may not play in New England, but wherever he plays, I will watch. I will be a fan uh, because I am a fan of the person uh, as well as the athlete. Uh, you know, obviously we want him to play here, but wherever he goes, whether it be you know who knows, maybe he'll end up in. Maybe he'll end up in L.A., uh, right? And Maybe L.A. Uh, with the Raiders, maybe? Why not? The, right? Vegas with the Raiders, new stadium. Um, that I mean, we'll talk about fanfare. They're going to pay him the money. Who knows? I don't know where he's going to end up, but wherever it is, um, he'll have my support, and I know that uh, the fans, everybody will support the fans. I just, um, I don't know that I hate to, I hate to play against them, and you know somebody like him uh, who's going to get out in the field and whoever he plays for is going to be just absolutely phenomenal. You just got to get him the weapons, right? Get A.B. What the hell is A.B.? A.B., keep your nose clean, man. Maybe you can. they can bring you back this season. Jeep is, you know, they they, they, they finally legalized marijuana. Uh, they, 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 you know, the NFL is kind of lenient a little bit. So you just, dude, keep your nose clean. Shut up and who knows? Maybe you could be playing in the NFL again. I'd love to see him play again. It really, I really would. I, I think it's such a waste to have that talent um, just sitting on the on the, on the just waiting like he's doing nothing he's doing these these ridiculous trainings i mean i shouldn't say ridiculous but just he's training every day showing everybody hey look at me i'm training i'm posting it i'm on instagram i'm, I'm still working out i'm still catching footballs uh and you know it's it's his 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 cry to get somebody to pick him up and why somebody wouldn't pick him up at this point pick him up pick him up play him you know make football interesting again you know what i mean 
right? I mean, what are you going to do when Tom Brady goes? What, 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 who, who are we watching? Breeze? Come on, come on, please. Come on. He's all done too. What do you got out there? Mahomes? Is it going to be Kansas City and Mahomes? Is that what it's going to be? Is that all oh, we're going to, right? I don't know, man. I Cousins, right? No, I don't know who it is, but I, I'll tell you what. It, without that uh, element of football, I mean, granted, I love the sport and I love to watch it, and I and I and I and I watch all of them. The one thing I'm really excited about right now, and I'm going to mention it because it's March, is NCAA basketball and March Madness. I will tell you, I am not a college base uh, basketball fan, but I do love and I am a huge fan of the NCAA college basketball tournament, and I will watch it and I will watch it and I will watch it. Uh, AJ really enjoys it. We do brackets. Everybody has fun with it. And I uh, hope that you have fun with it uh, because I will talk about it again and again and again uh, throughout the month of March until we get there to the um, the final four, right? Because that's, that's huge. What a huge event. And I will tell you, you know, if you appreciate the sport, you know, I, I, unfortunately, when it gets to the professional level, I think basketball players get become lazy. Um, but when you're playing, when you're watching it played at that level of college, these kids are really playing for contracts. You really see the level of sport and talent. Um, and when you see these kids and all of a sudden the next season, you see them playing on a professional uh, at a professional level. It's pretty cool. So uh, I am a huge fan. And if you're not, I suggest you like just check it out again. And the wife gets so upset because I get into all these these sporting events. It's like one after another. Um, you know, we just finished off with football and, uh, of course, hockey. We're in the middle of hockey right now. We're getting close. And then um, March Madness starts and it's basketball. Uh, and, uh, of course, mixed in the Celtics. So, so you're busy, right? If you're a New England sports fan, you're busy. There's a lot going on. So why not Why not appreciate it? You know what I mean? We should all appreciate it. Uh, and as much as and I hope you appreciate it uh, and appreciate this episode and this podcast, episode 28, um, as we come to a close, uh, I hope that this episode found you all well. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was, again, I, I, a little softer than, than my usual, um, but I just wanted to get that information out there. I wanted to share my experience with you guys at the, uh, that we had on a medical level. Um, of course, my epiphany with um, um, social health care and how I feel about that. And uh, now with you know, my personal experience realizing the, the consequences of living in a world where I wasn't, I didn't have some say in my health care. I couldn't even imagine. Uh, we'd probably still be in the hospital, right? We'd probably still be sitting there waiting for a doctor. Who knows? Um, but in this case, I will continue to um, support our, our current system. Uh, maybe remove as much of the Obamacare that we have left in there and maybe go with just a system that's going to work for everybody uh, as opposed to this um, rigmarole of these all these different plans and these different deductibles and you know, and these prescriptions, it's, we got to do something. I agree we have to do something, but uh, social medicine is really not the way to go. And, you know, next time we talk, Super Tuesday would already happen, so I'm sure we'll have something to discuss about that because, uh, I mean, really, there's really nothing been... To, what do we talk about with the politicians as, as of recently? Nothing's really happened. Um, nothing's really going on. It's, it's them really, you know, they're all um, campaigning uh, for the presidency and saying whatever the heck they want to say. But I, I did I did watch the uh, the Democratic debate and just, again, disappointed um, in the conversation. But it is what you do, right? What are you going to do? You just got to kind of go with the flow. You, you take it what it is and um, you digest the information and you realize that maybe uh, you made the right decision and that maybe uh, <laughs> the right guy's in the right place and it, it should be for the next four, right? Let's... 
I don't know. Unless somebody does something uh, outside of the normal, I, I can't imagine us changing the um, the current um, traction of the the, the, the economy. The, the, the just America, like we're we're on the train and the train is like full bore heading down the track. And I don't know that if we hit the air brakes, it's not going to take a while to stop it. Um, so again, a couple of things to watch out for: the coronavirus, the economy, right? Stock up on some food, guys. Food and water and drink, like stuff that you know you, you're going to need. Don't be so worried uh, about uh, getting face masks, because you know as long as you can stay home uh, and you get some food to eat, then you don't have to leave. You know what I mean? So really focus on getting yourself some supplies, some important supplies, maybe some antibiotics. Keep those um, close by. Um, with that and you'll be all right you know again it's i think we're gonna the, the impact from this is really going to be on an economical level i think that's where they're gonna we're gonna feel the most of this coronavirus i mean granted a lot like the flu sick yeah you're bad you'll get better uh, but if you're not at work and you're not working and nobody's working then there's no financial income and that's where the that's where all the problems start so who knows who knows what we're gonna do you know again the government's probably going to get involved uh, because at this point, I don't think we have much of a choice. But nonetheless, um, I would hope and think that um, you know we'll have some type of answers in some direction. Because I honestly have to believe that this is going to get much, much worse before it gets any better. The fact that they announced it that it was in Rhode Island um, really is scary. Uh, and I would imagine the amount of impact that that individual had. So be careful with you. Be careful with your family. Um, and, and be safe, right? Just be safe. Uh, guys, again, one last time, uh, please support the show. Go over to Etsy, uh, www.etsy forward slash shop forward slash the Bobby Kudo show. Uh, get yourself a beanie, get yourself a, get a mug, get a, get a mug. Mug would be nice. Unless you guys want to go over and donate, uh, to the children's, uh, Shriners hospital, um, uh, on my Facebook, go check it out. Go donate there, and if you donate there, you're automatically entered in for a T-shirt and a mug. Uh, so if that was me, that's what I would go do. Uh, and of course, show your support on Twitter. Show your support uh, on Instagram, guys, because it always it really makes all the difference. Uh, and if you guys have noticed, we're on Breaker Audio now, Breaker FM, which is fantastic. As the show grows, as so the, does the platform for outlet. So I'm always looking to expand and get more and more ways for people to listen so um if we're, if i'm not on a platform that you like let me know i'll get there i'll do whatever it takes the only one that i struggle with is is uh soundcloud because there is a and this is a subscription charge for that and i'm not uh <laughs> we're not making any money here so i don't want to i can't really afford to be spending money to uh to upload to soundcloud especially when you know most of the listeners of the show are coming from the apple and from the spotify end of it so uh again thank you to everybody for the support the show is absolutely uh, doing phenomenal. The listenership is just is is consistent, um, and in, and and continually continuously increasing. Uh, more and more people are listening to the show. I believe you know the word is getting out. And a lot of times, it, it, they say it could take a year, it could take a year and a half, it could take two years, whatever it takes. Um, I know that I will continue to be here week after week behind this microphone, delivering the best message I can deliver. Uh, and I'm hoping that next week, um, Ryan Ariega. Um, will be here and he'll be able to shine some light and some direction. I am so excited to talk to him uh, in in person and share uh, his experiences and hopefully 
uh, help you, right? Help you with some ideas you might have. If you have an, you know, if you have, even if you have a, uh, an app idea, uh, something like that, who knows? You know what? He could be the guy to, to lead you in the right direction. Um, I will tell you that, you know, success isn't easy uh, and any information and any help we can get uh, is always, always, always welcomed. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll be posting uh, obviously all week long and keep you updated on if that's going to happen or not. So we can all prepare it. Of course, I will probably solicit some questions for you guys for Ryan because I know he'd be more than happy to to answer those for you. Um, so until then, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, I, I, I um, want to make sure that it was uh, not only entertaining but informative uh, as well as um, just, you know what, um, a little, a, a, just a little noisy today for me. You know what? I, I wanted, I wanted to get that out, and I feel better that I got it out, and that you know uh, what my experience was um, with my current situation. So, uh, take with it what you will, uh, and understand that you know. Again, my experiences are my own, and if I can share them with you, um, you know, maybe you'll make your decisions a little differently. Uh, maybe even in the um, <laughs> where you go seek healthcare, uh, maybe you might want to con- reconsider uh, Good Samaritan. Uh, um, medical center maybe maybe you don't go there maybe you go to morton or charlton or somewhere else you know stay maybe stay away from that place but anyway uh until then unless they can show me otherwise i'd be real curious to see you know what and i'll follow up with you guys like i said we're going to throw an email out there and we're going to send it to the higher ups of the hospital and see what happens see if anybody responds and if anybody says anything and if they do in all fairness to them i will read it here and i'm not going to just come on here and tell one side of the story i will um i'll tell you what what they have to say and what their response was right and uh, either one of two things, either they're going to look like a hero or they're going to look like douchebags. But we'll definitely find out because we all know um, that the medical industry is very rich with money. But um, when it comes to um, patient care uh, and patient advocacy, I don't know that that's their, uh, their number one goal. And I think it really should be. Um, so with that said, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Episode 28 has come to an end. Uh, I really, really hope you all support uh, one another go over and support Lou brother Lou and his uh, endeavors uh, of vocal success uh, and remember uh, that we always try to uh, help one another here the platform is let's help one another and if we can let's do that if I have something that I can help you with hit me up let me know I'd be more than happy to share it uh, get the word out uh, and let everybody know what exactly it is uh, that you do and offer right and that, you know what we should do? Looking out for each other, right? I don't want you to get, listen, if you get corona, I'm going to bring the lime, all right? I'll watch out for you, you watch out for me, and we'll all be all right. But until that time, guys, you know, always remember that all roads lead here.